it's one of the most requested learning experiences. When we ask a client, what tools and skills are important for your team to perform at a high level? They inevitably go to, can you help our team with time management? The answer is no. We cannot help them with time management. This is rich and it's time to revive your work. illusion, a clever distraction from reality. What if I asked you to go outside and catch some wind? Literally, catch a handful of wind and bring it back to me. You would run around for hours. You'd be exhausted and you'd stay busy and have nothing to show for it. That's the concept of time management. It's like catching the wind. So how did we get here? You might know where we're headed. Programming. When we were impressionable, someone who seemed smart, who was in authority, told us we needed to do a better job with time management. We saw ads suggesting we buy products to ensure we manage our time more productively. And we believed them. Let's start choosing new programming supported by new language. Instead of time management, let's consider one of these phrases. Time alignment or time prioritization. These phrases require that we wrestle with questions like, what are the things and people that are most important to me? How am I showing those priorities by allotting the appropriate amount of time and attention towards those things or people? How are my daily, weekly, and monthly actions aligned with what I say is important? These questions might lead to another question. Are you living someone else's priorities? Are you allowing others to hijack your time and your calendar? Here's something to consider when we use the word priorities. And this is fascinating. I read this in the book Essentialism by Greg McCown. It comes from page 16. The word priority came into the English language in the 1400s. It was singular. It meant very first or prior thing. It stayed singular for the next 500 years. Only in the 1900s did we pluralize the term to start talking about priorities. Illogically, we reasoned that by changing the word, we could bend reality. Somehow, we would now be able to have multiple first things. People and companies routinely try to do just that. In reality, I can't imagine our culture will unpluralize priorities. Perhaps our goal is to ensure we keep as few priorities as possible in our lives. Like most things, mastering time alignment 
or time prioritization is both an art and science. Art. This involves thinking about important life questions. Questions like, what is your purpose? And that's another way of asking, why are you here? Who do you want to become? How do you hope to make a difference? Who and what do you care about? What makes life meaningful for you? Then, science. Science is applying tools that ensure you're acting on the things that are important to you. Tools like Outlook Calendar, Monday.com, making a priority list, writing down your goals. Chances are, if a goal is not written down or a person is not on your calendar, then neither are really that important to you. So what can we do about this? Here are three ideas to help us with time alignment or time prioritization. First, recognize the illusion. Solving the time management predicament requires we recognize that no one has ever or will ever manage time. Time manages itself. The longer we believe in the illusion of time management, the longer we're distracted from the real opportunity, which is self-mastery. Lao Tzu said, Mastering yourself is true power. Which leads to our second point. Accept responsibility. By holding on to the former belief of time management, we ensure failure. Success relies on our willingness to take 100% responsibility for what you do and when you do it. Some years ago, I had to come to grips with this fact. Yesterday and all the days before that, I did exactly what I wanted to do. What's my evidence? I did it. Whether I liked what I did or not, that's another question. I can blame my business, my spouse, kids, technology, culture. I can make excuses. None of that will make things better for me. I'm not a hostage. I'm a willing participant in the use or misuse of my time allocation on any given day. And it's the same for you. Now that might sound harsh, or we could think of it this way. If it weren't true, if someone else was really in charge of our time, then we'd all be victims. Since we're actually in charge, then we have the power to do something about it. Make sense? This is really about taking our power back. Third, modify actions. So now that you've regained your power, it's time to take action. Here's a suggestion. At the end of each day, reflect and ask, am I happy with how I prioritized my time? Were my actions aligned with my purpose, people, and goals? If so, awesome. You rock. If not, 
then determine what you'll do different tomorrow. That's it. Success. Final thought or consideration. What are your time wasters? American adults spend more than 11 hours per day watching, reading, listening to, or simply interacting with media. And that's according to a 2018 Nielsen study. So whether it's scrolling or streaming, is that the best and highest use of your time? Is that investment aligned with your top priorities? Once I finally recognized the illusion, accepted responsibility, and modified my actions, I started to live more aligned. And I don't want to be misleading. I still wrestle daily with self-mastery. The difference is that I can actually do something about myself, leaving time to manage itself. Reclaim your power. Align your actions and priorities. Do what's important. At the end of the day, you'll have an overwhelming sense of satisfaction. If you'd find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. We'll see you next week as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred line between our personal and professional lives.